when a mythologist meets a marketer. What is mythology all about? Gods and demons and their shenanigans. Instead of questioning their existence or actions, what if we interpret them? What if there were hidden messages for us to fight the battle within? A conversation between a dad and daughter on this topic and the lessons therein. When a mythologist meets a marketer. Let's talk about villains from some of these stories and happenings in the past. When we talk about the Mahabharata, Shakuni emerges as the main villain, the one who opposes and comes up with double moves to counter Krishna and whatever he is going to do. We have a similar pivotal point villain in Ramayana as well, isn't it? Yeah, we have, uh, as soon as you say who is the bad guy in Ramayana, everyone says Ravana. Do, do you think Ravana is a bad guy? No, what about the handmaiden of Kaikei? What is the story there? What did she do? Ah, okay. So, I know her by the name Mantara. But, uh, you know, since these epics are all over India, everyone has different names. So, Mantara was actually a personal handmaid for Kaikeyi, who was one of the um, queens in uh, the palace of Ayodhya. She was uh, practically a stepmother uh, to Rama. And while she is known as a good person... The epics say that Mantara poisoned her mind, saying that only her son Bharata was meant to be king. Right? So she is also regarded as one of the smaller villains from the Ramayana. Kaikeyi or Mantara, who is uh, regarded as a smaller villain? Uh, actually, it's pretty confusing. So some things say that Mantara was the one who poisoned Kaikeyi's mind and others say that Kaikeyi herself was evil and Mantara only brought that to light. Personally, I would think from what I have read and heard, it is Mantra who craved, who loved Kekei so much that he wanted Kekei's son, Bharata, to become the king and therefore asked, encouraged, goaded Kekei to ask that as a boon for help that Kekei had done several years ago in a war where she saved the king Dasarada. Right. right. I feel that since she had such a great bond with Mantara, since Mantara was with her since she was a young girl, she trusted that Mantara had her best instincts or her best uh, right. in, in life. But, do you see what's happening here? You and I, dad and daughter, come from the same household, but we have different narratives and different things that we are looking into. Well, my key inference here is not to be swayed by the narratives, especially false ones. I'm not talking about mythology here. I'm talking about creativity and about what I choose to believe but, in. But, you know, how do you know which ones are false narratives? Narratives are everywhere. Oh, yeah. How do you know Shakuni is bad? Because you have been told and repeatedly told Shakuni is bad. Well, he was doing what any uncle would do. Take care of his nephew. Keep his nephew's best interests in mind and even if the uncle had to go fight the world, he would do it in a way he knows best. Right. I mean, if you're considering uh, Shakuni a villain, you might as well consider Krishna a villain. Some would. In fact, the woke crowd is going to shout at our podcast here. But hey, these are perspectives and narratives. We do not know what exactly transpired there. So my inference is I need to analyze and look at things from a different perspective. Talking about Mahabharata, Vasudevan Nair, an author, wrote Bhima, 
that is the name of his book he humanized bhima and told the story of the mahabharata from bhima's perspective it was of course met with pushback but it holds true who knows what happened it is a narrative when perspectives change does the truth change it doesn't and therefore my inference here is go to the core core of the message and there is another very very important learning here would you like to know what that is yeah a strong hero needs a strong villain right actually um when we were studying ramayana at school our teacher told us that uh, without the villains there wouldn't be any story there wouldn't be any situations where the hero would show his prowess or his strength so you need a villain ah. to showcase the hero's ability then i'm going to uh, question you on this is ravana a villain okay so uh, of course when people think of ramayana they think uh, oh yeah uh, ravana is the villain but uh, for me personally of course ravana committed many atrocities but uh, in mythology especially the uh black and whites get mixed up ah. a lot right um i could argue that rama was not a good person and ravana was a good uh, mm-hmm. uh, was a good person ravana was such an ardent devotee of shiva he made an instrument just for shiva he uh, to please his wife he made uh, uh, an indian version of chess which is said to be where chess came from and he treated the people in his kingdom right so it really depends on which situation he is a good or a bad person in it depends on the perspective right and if ravana came up with his version of chess wouldn't that be sri lankan version of chess than an indian version of chess <laughs> <laughs> so my inference here is to watch your sources to check if the sources are right and to form your own opinion on it not to be swayed by whatever narratives come your way but uh, uh, an alternative to that is even if other people have a different perspective it doesn't mean they're wrong it's just how they choose to interpret things. beautiful beautiful lovely when a mythologist meets a marketer That's it for today's episode but I'm sure that you have lots of stories and just little nuggets of information that you want to share you want to hear our interpretations or maybe you had a different interpretation to today's story so write in at outlier@pravinshaker.com and we'll see you next time